1, verse 28, and then from there we're going to go to Genesis 12, 1 through 3, and then to Psalm 1. Genesis 1, verse 28, reads, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God blessed them. Now go with me to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, starting in verse 1, says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred in the, your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse And you all, the families of the earth, shall be blessed. I I love verse 2. And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. Now turn with me to Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And it says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In other words, the person that's blessed delights in the way of the Lord. And delights on his law, he meditates day and night. Verse 3, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The results of the blessing. Now go with me to one more place. Mark chapter 10 in the New Testament. Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 13. And it reads, And they were bringing children to him, that he might touch them. And his disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, He was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Verse 16, And he took them in his arms, and he blessed them, laying his hands on them. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is, is amazing. I pray that, God, you'd help me communicate your word in a way that brings life, in a way that challenges, in a way that blesses God, that we would walk out of this place, God, having a greater understanding of what it means to be blessed and to live the blessed life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. How many of you sitting here today, you would say that you are blessed? Just go ahead and raise your hand. You're blessed. Awesome. Okay, some hands didn't go up. All right. You're blessed. Uh, how many of you sitting here today, though, maybe you raised your hand, you said, man, I'm blessed, that you would say, man, I would like to be even more blessed, okay? I don't think there's anything wrong with that, to say, yeah, I'm blessed, but you know what? Keep the blessings coming. For those that you didn't raise your hand, I will take yours as well, all right? You know, I would say, yeah, I'd say all of us sitting in here are blessed, even if we don't understand 
maybe the meaning of the word blessed, or, or maybe we come to an understanding uh, uh, based on circumstances in our life or based off other teaching, but maybe we don't fully understand what the Bible says about living the blessed life or what it even means to live a blessed life. Uh, I asked this question this week to some, uh, some people live when we were sitting there talking. I said, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say this word? And I said, are you ready? And they said, yeah. I said, blessed. And 99% of the time when I was looking at somebody in the eyes and we're sitting there, the first thing they said was finances, was money, was prosperity, okay? That's the first thing that came to mind. When I posted it on Facebook and asked, hey, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word blessed? Uh, matter of fact, all of the people, 100% of them said something like family. Uh, one person said me. I thought that was awesome. When you hear the word blessed, what do you think of me? Okay, that's, that's okay. That's, that's a good thing to think of when you hear the word, when you hear the word blessed. Nobody on, on Facebook said money. Now, I don't know if that's because they had more time to think about it and they just didn't want to give an answer that maybe seemed a little, you know, a little shallow like money, you know. Um, I don't know why that is, but we have this, 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 you know, mixed review here. Some people think of blessed is, is being like, man, that's finances, that's coming in. And other people think of relationships and, and that aspect of having community. And uh, the cool thing is, is that according to the Bibles we're going to see today, both are correct, all right? Both are actually correct. Now, for me growing up, I don't know how it was for you, uh, but for me growing up, I often wondered about this word blessed because someone sneezes and you say, bless you, you know? And maybe there's, you can trace that back to somewhere, and I didn't do a study on that. I was too busy studying the Bible, okay? But, you know, somebody says, bless you, you know? And it's kind of like, you know, when you sit there and think about that, you know, what, 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 are, they, what are they saying, you know? I mean, it's, you know, offer me a Kleenex or something, but, you know? Or, or, you know, when someone, at least in the, in the church world that I grew up, you know, uh, people would walk by and they'd say, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed, you know? And maybe without even thinking about it, it just becomes this solicited response. That, that's just what you say to people. It's like saying, hello, how are you? Blessed, you know? And then if you're really doing good and highly favored, right? Okay? And so you have this response, but, but what, does it, what does it mean to be, to be blessed? What, what, does this word, what does this word mean? Now, for those of us that responded, you know, and said, well, I think of finances, that's not in and of itself wrong. There is definitely a, a, a wealth aspect to it. But here's what we need to understand, because uh, from the stream that I came from, if, if, if we're not careful in church, we equate the amount of people we have in our church with a ble- saying, well, that we're blessed. We equate the amount of money we have as saying, well, well I'm, I'm really blessed. We equate, are you with me, Okay. We equate maybe the brand of clothes we can buy with, well, I'm, I'm blessed. We equate that, well, my house is bigger than yours with, I'm blessed. But here's the reality of it is that you can have wealth without being blessed, okay? You can work really hard, and you can work your way up the ladder, and you can get, you know, a promotion, and you can get more financial increase, and you can do all those things, but just because you have wealth doesn't mean you're blessed, okay? But when you're blessed... Oftentimes, it's seen with wealth, okay? And we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but, but we need to understand this because um, it's funny. Um, I grew up in church all my life. My dad was a pastor, and, uh, and I was privileged enough to, uh, to grow up that way and in the church. Um, but it's funny because sometimes we'll look at somebody in the world that has a lot of money, and they're driving around a really nice car, and we'll say, oh, man, they're a workaholic. They're greedy, right? Okay? But oftentimes when we see in the church someone driving up in a nice car, we'll be like, oh, they're blessed. Right? Are you with me? Is that not true? 
I guess just because they come to church, they're, they, they must be blessed. Well, actually, they could be greedy too, okay? Um, and so I want, I want us to understand this today um, because I was, uh, you know, I, I, um, I have a really nice television that you've probably heard me talk about before, okay? I like to watch football. I like to watch sporting events, and you might as well watch it, you know, in high def and watch it with a really nice television. Come on, somebody, okay? And so I happened on this nice day. I remember somebody came over to my house today, was looking at it, was like, man, you, man, you, you must be blessed, and I thought to myself for a minute, I was like, well, yeah, I, 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 I consider myself blessed, but not because I have that television. The reason I have that television is because I spent more money than you did on the TV. <laughs> right? I mean, it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, God blessed me more because I got five more inches on my television than you do. Right? You know? Or, you know, my resolution is better than yours, you know? Mine's three million to one. What's yours, you know? Mine's, you know. Okay. No, that, I just spent more money, Okay. Here's what I've, I've come to realize is that this is oftentimes that people would, would rather look blessed by accumulating that stuff than truly being blessed. Well, I, I want to drive this car because it gives me a certain status symbol or I want to wear these clothes or I, I need to hang out with these people or no, I don't go to those type of restaurants. I only go to this, this type. And here's what I've realized is oftentimes those people that, that maybe you look at and say, wow, they're blessed. No, they're actually in debt. Okay. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to go in debt trying to keep up with the Joneses. Come on, somebody. Okay? I, I, I want to understand what the Bible says about being blessed. All right? I don't, I, I don't want to have to try to, you know, well, I need to do this in order to look like. No, 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 no. Let's look and see what the Bible says about being blessed so you don't go out and try to spend more money on a better TV than mine. Never happen. Just kidding. Let me give you a couple definitions here, first of all, and the first one is this, is wealth. Um, and uh, as we go through this series, we're going to bring it full circle, and so try not to miss any of them as we talk about this, but we need to understand the definition of wealth so that we don't confuse the two. Wealth is this, it's a great quantity or store of money. Now, if you want that, and, and that's one of your desires, we're going to talk about that uh, a little further on, so just, yeah, I desire that. Well, just jot that down, and then maybe by the end of the series, you won't, okay? Not that there's anything wrong with wanting to prosper, but a great quantity or store of money, valuable possessions, property, or other riches, the wealth of a city, an abundance of of profusion of anything, plentiful amount, a wealth of imagery. Blessing is this. I want you to catch the very first part. Divinely or supremely favored. Divinely or supremely favored. Fortunate to be blessed with a strong, healthy body. If you don't know what that looks like, just look right up here. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) With a strong, healthy body. Blessed with an ability to find friends. I love you all. I like this one too. Blissfully happy or contented. And actually, this definition, as we go through the scripture today, this definition of blessing that I pulled from dictionary.com is not too far off from what the Bible says about living the blessed life, the blessed life. A lot of people, you know, they hear that, that my wife and I have a, a house in Vegas, and we have one here, and uh, even the bank, when I talk to them, they're like, oh, you have an income property in Vegas, and I'm like, I assure you, that is not an income property in Vegas right now, okay? Yeah. Yeah, it might be an income property of the bank, but it ain't, it ain't to me, right? 
And, and people will say, oh, you got a house in Vegas? No, you, oh, you got a condo downtown? Like, well, you must be blessed. No, 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 I have a lot of home loans right now. And I don't have that house in Vegas by, by choice right now. Unfortunately, when my wife and I began to make the transition here to San Diego and God began to move us here and it was in his time and we know it was the right time, unfortunately, it wasn't the right time in, in, in the housing market. And uh, unfortunately, my house, my house is worth about half uh, of, what, uh, of what it used to be worth. Okay, and I was like everybody else uh, in the U.S., and I thought, hey, I'll borrow some money against my house to pay off some debt, okay? And uh, if I could see the future, I would have never done that, but I did. And so people look like, oh, you're in blessing. No, actually, I just owe a lot of money on homes, and, and if, you, if you want my blessing, I can sign you over the deed to my house <laughs> right now, you know, if you, really want, if you really want my blessing, okay? And, uh, and so here's what we got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, as we go into this series, is that I believe that God is going to begin to shift some of your mindsets about what it is to be blessed. I believe this, that for some of you, that, that you're, man, I'm blessed, but it has nothing to do with money at all, that you're going to come to an understanding that there is a prosperity side to the blessing of God, and that it's okay to contend for that. For others of you that are trying to find your status in that, saying, well, I'm not really blessed because, I mean, you know, sure, I've got, you know, a great marriage, and sure, i got a roof over my head, but God, you know, where's the, where's the job with the abundance, you know, where's all that, so I'm not blessed, that God's going to begin to shift your mindset, and that if you would just begin to con- be content in the season that he has you in, there are more blessings coming your way, okay? And so I believe that God is going to begin to shift your mindset in, in a couple of these, in a couple of these areas, and uh, whether you thought it needed to be or not. And uh, maybe it doesn't, um, but hopefully that through this series that you'll walk away with a greater understanding of, of what, it, what it means to live a blessed life and how you can live a blessed life. Next week we're going to talk about something you can actually do to see the blessings continue in your life and to see them continue to flow. And so we're going to talk about that, that next week. Let's look at the Bible. Uh, in, in the King James Version anyway, uh, the word blessed, blessing, or Bless, the blessed blessing or blessed, occurs about 500 times in the King James Version. Okay, now I say in the King James Version because if you trace it all the way back to the, to the Hebrew and the Greek, it, you know, the words that we use for the English might not correlate exactly, okay? But in the King James Version, there's about 500 times that this word is met- mentioned. In other words, that it's, it's a predominant theme of the Bible, as we read today, I only obviously picked a portion of those because we'd still be reading right now if I picked all 500 times it was mentioned. I picked a portion of those that I felt like God directed me to. Uh, one of those was from Genesis chapter 1 and another one from Genesis chapter 12. And the word bless in this context comes from the Hebrew word barak. And it means this. It means to salute or cause to kneel. So in these two scriptures where it says, you know, God blessed Abraham or then God blessed them and said be fruitful, multiply, fill the whole earth, the actual literal meaning of that word means this, it means to salute or to cause to kneel. And the word picture is this, it's the thought of one being crowned king with which comes all the authority, influence, and wealth of being king. So when God said in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, hey, I bless you, what the word picture is this, it's like I'm giving you all of the kingly responsibility, all the kingly uh, uh, you know, uh, wealth that comes with that, and all the kingly authority that comes with that. Now, I want you to go out with that blessing, and I want you to be fruitful, I want you to multiply, I want you to fill the whole earth, I want you to subdue it, and I want you to dominate. This is the word blessing in that context. 
And then we see it play out through being fruitful, multiplying, conquering, and subduing. Okay? This is the word bless. In other words, the word bless, and I want you to see this, the word bless, it comes with some authority, but it also comes with a demand. If I'm going to set you up as king, because if you understand Scripture and you look back in Genesis, everything was given to man. Hey, this is yours. I want you to go out. I want you to conquer it. I want you to subdue it. As we read forward in Scripture, we see that man coughed over that authority to the enemy, but originally it was given to man. Okay? And so now with that blessing, not only comes all these things, man, all right, I have the authority to do this. I have the ability to do this. God's going to provide for me to do this. But also comes a demand that I have to do it. In other words, when I'm blessed, there's a demand to go out and bless others. Okay? And we're going to see this through, through Scripture. In Genesis 12, 1 through 3, it's the same word, Barak. And here we see as Abraham is going to have going to be a great nation. He's going to have a great name. And later as you read on in the life of Abraham, you see that with this blessing came great wealth. Great nation, what does that speak to? Man, some of you put in that, that Facebook, man, being around friends, that's a blessing. Man, having, having relationships, that's a blessing. Doing that, that's, and you know what? That is seen here in the Bible, that out of Abraham, the blessing is you're going to be a great nation. There are going to be people that come from you. And as you read on in the Bible, you see that the tribes of Israel came uh, uh, all the way back from Abraham. Okay? And so there's this blessing, a great nation. But also there's this thing called a great name. You know, it says in Proverbs that a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. That the blessing of God not only sets you up, man, to have relationships, man, to have those friendships, it not only sets you up so that you can walk in the abundant blessing of God, but it sets you up so that you can receive the character of God, and as you receive more of the character of God, the attributes of God, that you can walk with a good name that's to be chosen rather than great riches, okay? Because, you know, with the blessing of God um, comes really a demand on our life to live according to the blessing, to live righteous, to live holy. And I'm going to bring this back to you in the end, but to live under the mandate of God, to live according to his word. Here we find ourselves then next in Psalm chapter 1. And in Psalm chapter 1 and in Matthew 5, which we saw on the screens, but, but we, didn't, we didn't read today, in Psalm 1 and Matthew chapter 5, in Psalm 1, the word bless is a share. And in Matthew chapter 5, because it's now the Greek, it's makeros. But they have the same meaning, and the meaning is this. It's happy or happiness. Happy or happiness. So in Matthew chapter 5, when it says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. You could translate and say, happy are those who are poor in spirit. And then it goes on, and it says, happy are those. And it continues on, and it mentions all these things in Matthew chapter 5. And I love what it does in Matthew chapter 5 because it mentions all these things that are contrary to what most of us would look at somebody and say, wow, that person's blessed. I mean, when's the last time you saw a poor person you said, wow, they're blessed, right? But it goes on and it lists all these things that are counterculture. They, 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 they go and speak against that which everyone else would think is, wow, they're a blessed person. What is, what is the Bible saying to us through this? I believe the Bible is saying this to us, that look, don't just look at the outside. Don't just look at the circumstances because blessed are the poor in spirit because they're going to inherit the kingdom of God. 
I don't know about you, but I would rather get the kingdom of God than settle for some earthly treasures. Okay? But if I'm going to be real honest with you, I'd like some earthly treasures and the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. All right? And you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay? Why do I say that? Because the Bible says this. In Mark chapter 10, verse 30, that something happens. For all those that have left house and home and family behind for the sake of the kingdom, man, they're going to receive a hundred times in this life. Man, they're going to get houses. They're going to get homes. Man, they're going to be blessed. And that's where we usually like to put the period. (laughs) But if you read on, it says, with tribulation, trials, sufferings, okay? God will bless you in this life and in the life to come. I, I, I want both, all right? Psalm chapter 1, the word blessed, happy or happiness. Now, I love this, and I want to read it to you again. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, okay? So I'm not blessed, okay, if I'm doing it the world's way, or I'm trying to do it, get it done that way, or I'm trying to do things that are against the word of God, that aren't in righteous ways, guess what? I, I, I'm not blessed. But blessed is the man that doesn't do those things, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But here's what a blessed man does. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And if you're sitting out there wondering, what is, how does that translate to me? What is the law of the Lord? It's this thing right here. It's his word. And when you meditate on this, okay, and not only do when you meditate on it, okay, but when you delight in it, what does it mean to delight in it? It means to actually do what you've read. Are you with me? I'm going to delight in it. How do I delight in it? Well, I've read it. I understand it. I believe it. I'm going to go do it. Okay? This is the person that's blessed. Now, are you seeing a common thread so far through the Scriptures? And if you haven't seen it yet, let me bring it to you. The common thread so far through the Scriptures is this, is that it was God who blessed man in Genesis chapter 1. It was God who blessed Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. It is now God who is blessing, is pronouncing a blessing. How? Through his word. Delight in my word. Do my word. And guess what? There's a blessing that's going to come on your life. What does that blessing look like? Well, he'll be like a tree planted by streams of water. Some of us are larger trees like myself. Some of us are little, you know, little trees. But man, you're going to be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. I just think the imagery there. I mean, my my wife used the desert earlier today and talked about the desert, okay? And now the desert has its own beauty, but it doesn't compare to the beauty of San Diego, praise Jesus. Some of you lived out in the desert, you know what I'm talking about. You can handle it for about three years, and that's it. (laughs) But man, when you see a tree planted by a river... Man, what is it, man? It's strong. It's healthy. It's vibrant. It's green. It's got fruit coming from it. Wow. This is the picture of you and I when we do what? When we delight in this. This is a blessed life. So is it seen on the outside sometimes? Absolutely. How do we get to that place? Man, we delight in the Lord. Does that mean this, that if we delight more in the law of the Lord, that maybe we'll see more fruit? rhetorical question i guess (laughs) blessed now now look what it says here not only is he like the tree planted by streams of water this is he yields fruit 
What does a blessed life look like? There's fruit. There's something coming from my life. What did Genesis 1 say? Be fruitful. Multiply. Be fruitful. There's something coming from my life. What does that fruit look like? Just Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. And those things are seeing the fruit, man. My, my life is producing something. I'm making a difference in somebody's life. I'm doing something with the blessing. Listen, you know what? If the blessing just stays right there, you know if the fruit just stays right there, guess what happens to it? It rots. See, some of you are blessed and you don't even know it. Now you're blessing, you're looking at your life and you're like, man, I don't, I don't really think I'm that blessed. That's because you're rotting because you're not giving it away. It's like the Dead Sea Principle. It's flowing in, but nothing flowing out. See, why, why is that? Because some of us look at our life, and the first thing we look at, let's just be honest. The Bible says that, that, that money answers all things. Okay, and we're going to talk about that as we continue on this series. Okay? What does that mean, money answers all The Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Let's just be honest. All of us think about money at least one time during the day. Right? Okay? Money is a part of this, a part of this, this, whole, this whole thing, okay? I don't want to jump too far down in this series, but I'm starting to. Okay. And so a lot of you, you look at your life, and you don't see the money aspect. And so you think, well, I'm not blessed. But you are blessed in so many ways. You don't have a job right now? What are you doing with your time? You're blessed with a lot of free time right now. What are you doing with it? Think about it. Yeah, hopefully you're putting in applications, but you can only put in so many applications in one day. You can only make so many phone calls before you start going crazy. What are you doing with the time? What are you doing with the time? God has blessed you with gifts, with talents. Are you using them to bless others? Some of you are so gifted with children. Are you using it in the children's ministry? Oh, I knew he was going to go there. <laughs> if you have a lot of children, you're probably gifted with children. Either that or you feel really cursed right now. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me, Lord? You know, okay? <laughs> okay? But man, what has God, has God give, gifted you with the ability to speak? We're going to start in our junior high and high school ministry. Has God gifted you with the ability, man, to love on them? You say, is that a gift? Yeah, sometimes it is. <laughs> Are you good with people? What about, what about getting involved in a community group? What about helping somebody start theirs? Are you gifted in worship? And the sound? What, what, where has God gifted you? And I guarantee you, if you would begin to invest your gift, not only would your eyes open up in that area, your eyes would open up in so many other areas. You'd realize, wow, I am a blessed individual. And you'd realize this, that the more you give, come on, the more you're going to get back. Can somebody say amen? amen. Look at this. Look at what it says. It says you're going to be fruitful in its season. That means there's probably a season where you're not going to see as much fruit, or maybe none at all, okay? Its leaf does not wither. What does that speak to? It speaks to durability. Come on. Your leaf doesn't wither. Has, has, God, has God made you durable, okay? Are you be able to, man, man long life, health. Our church is not in a place yet where, uh, where we've been able to get health insurance, uh, for our family. Now, that's not something I'm, I'm proud of, and we're working towards it, but, but, you know, and now with the Obama plan, we're going to have to get it, okay? So we're forced to, but we want it anyway. 
okay? But can I be honest with you? In the last two and a half years since we have not had health insurance, we have not had to go to the hospital or the doctor one time. Now, we've been bracing our girls' broken arms ourselves and stuff, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, we take them to somebody's house and have them do that. But um, <laughs> God has protected us. God has made us durable. I'm almost afraid to get health insurance. <laughs> we'll probably get it in three days later, you know. Just kidding. But you all know what I'm saying, right? I mean, okay, God has made us durable. Look at this. Look what the Bible says. Man, you're going to be fruitful. Man, your leaf is not, is not going to wither. And look at the last one. In all, not in some, in all that you do, you will. Say it, people. Prosper in all that you do. You're going to prosper. Some of you need to begin to contend for these things. Some of you need to begin to contend for a durable life. Come on, somebody. Some of you need to begin to contend for the, for the prosperity. And some of you need to begin to contend for the fruitfulness. Who can I give to? Who can I bless? Where is this at? Are you with me today? The blessed life. The blessed life. What does it look like? It looks like when you're truly blessed, it looks like you're reproducing the blessing. Hmm. When you're truly blessed... You realize that it comes not from what I can see in my bank account, but what I see God doing in my life, in and through me. Let me take you to the last one real quickly, and we'll finish with this. Mark chapter 10. I love this one. Mark chapter 10. The children are trying to get to Jesus. Jesus was out teaching. Many people were there, uh, much like was the case in his day. He would be teaching. People would flock to him. Now the children come, and they're trying to get to Jesus. But culture or, or the people around them say, you know what, no, 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 you've got to stay, stay back. Jesus sees this and he gets upset with them. Hold on a second, why, why are you not allowing the children to come to me? Okay? And the children then are allowed to come and he makes this statement. Let me just read it to you again, Mark chapter 10. Because I don't want to misquote anything. Mark chapter 10. Are you all doing all right? How many give me two more minutes? 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 20. All right. For those who have been coming for a while, you're like, oh, he did that last week. I know. <laughs> Shut up. Deal with it. Mark chapter 10. Look at this. Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And before I get to that last part, think about a child. A child does not stress about where his food's going to come from. A child does not stress about, man, am I going to have covers tonight to cover me up as I sleep. A child does not stress about, man, am I going to be able to... Children don't think about those things. They think mom and dad are made of money. Come on, somebody. Children don't think about those things. When Christmas rolls around, they just think, hey, presents are going to be under the tree. When dinner time rolls around, hey food's going to be on the table. They don't have those worries and those fears going on in their life. They just, they just grow up with this thing that, oh, it's just going to be there, okay? And then until we, you know, until we show them differently. Stop it, okay? And Jesus says this, unless you come like a child. What was he saying? Oh, I'm 37, on the downward slope to 40. Thanks, babe, you know? <laughs> Guess I'm not going to heaven, you know? What does that mean? Okay. I believe it means this. I believe unless it comes, unless we come with the perspective. The Bible says this, that without faith, 
it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Come with that type of faith and that type of understanding that when I come, man, God's going to bless me. God's going to give me a durable life. God's going to make me fruitful. And yes, God is going to prosper all that I do. Unless you come with that type of understanding, that type of faith. And then look what it says. Look what it says. And it says, and then he took him in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. He took them in his arms and he blessed them. What does that word bless mean in this context? It means to praise to pronounce a blessing from God on. It was to invoke favor, happiness, and prosperity. Favor, happiness, and prosperity. Favor, happiness, and prosperity. Listen to me today. You are blessed. The fact that you're sitting here right now and that you're still alive tells me this, that God has a plan for your life and God wants to bless that plan for your life and you're a blessed individual. You might be sitting here today, maybe you walked in with the understanding of that, you know what, the, the blessings of God, man, where's, where's the financial aspect of that? But today you're going to leave understanding that, you know what, there are many more aspects. Does it involve a wealth aspect? Absolutely. But is that all there is to the blessing of God? Absolutely not. There is so much more involved in the blessing of God. But listen to me. For some of you, what that ought to do, it ought to give you hope. Knowing that by, by becoming a child of God, I am, now, I am now under His covering. I am now under His blessing. I'm now under who He is and what He says I can have. So if you're sitting here today saying, yeah, I'm blessed, but you know what? I, I need some more money to pay my bills. Then you could contend for that today and say, God, you said in your word, not only would I be fruitful, God, not only would I be durable, but Lord, you said in your word, all that I would do would prosper. So God, I know you have a plan for this life, plans to give me a hope and a future. Come on, somebody. Come on, the Bible says, the Bible says in, uh, in Psalm 37, I believe it is, let me just look real quick, Psalm 37, 25, that we've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed having to beg bread. Listen to me, if you are here today, and you say, man, I'm a believer, and man, I understand I have life, and man, I, I got a happy marriage, but I, 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 need some more, I, I need some more income coming in, begin to contend for that. But if you're here today, and your mindset has always been stuck on the money aspect, I want you to allow God to begin to renew your mind today, and show Show you that you are blessed. And listen to me, if you're not feeling so blessed today, be like these children. Get into the arms of Jesus today. And in the arms of Jesus today, he will lay his hands on you and he will bless you and he will give you. Come on. He will give you, the Bible says, the desires of your heart. Wow. Wow. This is, this is the kingdom of God. He wants you to live the blessed life. What does the blessed life look like? It looks like I'm fruitful. It looks like I'm multiplying. It looks like I'm giving away. Giving away. For some of you, and we're going to talk about this next week, you've, you've, you've stifled the blessings of God because you're not doing anything with it. You're like, you're like the man with the talent in Matthew chapter 25. And you've taken your treasure. You've taken your talent. You've buried it. And you've done nothing with it. You, you, you're here and you, you want, you want more, more money? Give some money away. You're here today and you say, man, I, man, I want to connect with people and, and I want to make more friends. Be friendly to somebody. You say, I, I'm here today and, and I'm single and I want to find that man this year. Go hit on him this afternoon. 
the blessed life. God wants you blessed. But God wants you to understand that with the blessing comes a demand to go be a blessing. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is living and active. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, we could have fun in church. Lord, I thank you that as we explore your word, that God, your word just feeds us. It brings us life. God, it challenges us in areas. And so, Lord, right now, just close your eyes for a minute. I'm going to pray a couple of things for you. I believe there's some of you right now that God wants to challenge you. God wants to challenge you. Some of you have been coming to this church for a while. When I say a while, I mean at least six weeks. If you come back for six weeks, it's time to get involved. There is a gift on your life, and you have something to give. You don't know what the gift is? We can help you discover that gift. Through God's word, we can help you discover that. But it's time. It's time. And I believe that God wants to challenge some of you to take it to the next level. I believe that God wants to challenge some of you to start getting involved. If this is not your church and you're just visiting today, thank you for visiting. But go back to your church and start to get involved. Start to get involved. How do I do that? Get involved in a ministry. Find a way. We're not asking for every weekend. But find a way that you can give the talent and the gift that God has put in your life in some aspect, in some way away, whether it be once a month or once every six weeks. For some of you, God has, God has blessed you financially and he's been challenging you to start giving, not just of tithes, but God's going to put people on your heart that you can begin to bless. God has established you financially. For some of you, God has, God has put a pastoral gift in your heart and we have community groups coming up. And it's time for you to begin to get involved in a community group that's launching January 23rd and begin to love on somebody and pastor somebody and, and help somebody through something more devastating than what you're going through. Because as you give, it's given back, pressed down, shaken together, and running all over. Lord, I pray, Lord God, you would challenge people today. Lord, I pray, Lord God, you would challenge them. It's time to step up and give in 2011. It's time to begin to minister with the gifts that you put on their life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some of you here today and, and you're walking through a rough patch and a rough season. And you need the blessed life. You need the blessings of God. Lord, I pray today, God, not would you challenge those ones, but God, I pray you would encourage those ones with your word. God, knowing that they can contend for more. That God, where they're at right now, that there, there, there can be more. God, for your word declares that as we're faithful with a little, you will give us more. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, they would not look at the little they have, but I pray that they would look at the little they can give. And, God, as they give, you would encourage them, Lord, God, and you'd continue to equip them with more. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I pray for those that are here today. And, Lord, maybe they don't even know you. God, they're not in relationship with you. Lord, today would be that day. <laughs>